Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where every other week or so, we hit up our favourite bottle shop for the cheap and nasty and something not so bad. Yes, we are, of course, getting back to basics once again, but we're talking about vodka. Hmm. Something that's a staple of my teenage years, for sure. <laughs> and and most, I think we could say. Yeah. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So, we have in front of us a bottle of Absolute and a bottle of Grey Goose, because we kind of need to test both ends of the spectrum. Now, admittedly, Absolute is not the cheapest or the nastiest we could find, but we couldn't bring ourselves to drink that. No, because Absolute (laughs) is... Because we're talking about beginners, we're talking about getting started, Mm. and it's, I guess, almost almost wrong of us to have not done this as our first beginner episode because vodka is basically the beginner spirit mostly yeah um it's i mean it's easy to drink it's easy to mix i mean easy to drink is relative but it's it it's something that you can mix easily it's really it's a really flexible drink to to get started on. Yeah. I mean the the ATF describes it and for those of you outside of the outside of the US that's alcohol tobacco and firearms in the US they describe vodka as being flavorless, odorless, colorless, mm. indistinguishable from other vodkas. Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah. But, but it, it is very much that property that makes it a spirit a lot of people start with mm. and is also the reason why it's the base for things like cruises. Mm. Well, it's even technically the base for gin. Yeah, well, it's it's the base for a lot of things because yeah. it's it's a base spirit. Yeah. It's plain. Yeah. But that said, and this is what we really got to get into here with breaking it down so you know where you want to start, is that it's not plain and not all vodkas are created equal. No. No way. And while it should be, if the ATF is to be believed, <laughs> flavorless and odorless and colorless. Well, they got one out of three. Yeah, it is definitely colorless, but the other two... No, the flavors are ludicrously subtle, but they're there. The variation is there. Mm. And I mean, the subtlety is to the point where the country that's made it will make a difference to the flavor because the water they've used will be different. Yeah, which is, it's incredible. I mean, when you when you think about beer, the location it's made makes a difference too. Well, and whiskies as well. Mm. Pretty much every spirit, the water that they use during the distillation process does impart something. It's mm. half the reason why Japanese spirits are so amazing. Because the water is so clean. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're using this impeccable mountain spring water. And so if you get a vodka from the Netherlands or 
Norway or something, they're using this amazing glacial water. Yeah. Hmm. And you get a different flavor to if it's a vodka from... America. Yeah, America or Hmm. Russia or... It's all different water. Yeah, and it's not just about the, the water quality, it's about the mineral content of it. And that's really what makes the difference. Like, there's going to be less minerals in glacial water versus spring water or uh, river water or wherever the other place, wherever you get it from. Yeah, and of course, that's not about it adds a good taste or a bad taste. It's about it changes the taste. Yeah, it's just different. And that's it, because these are subtleties that we're talking about, like tiny, Mm. tiny things, stuff that statistics would consider to be irrelevant. Yeah, statistically insignificant. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> statistically insignificant. That's what. That's why the ATF can stand by what they say, because the variation is statistically insignificant. I suppose. And if you're mixing it, that's probably the case. Yeah. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Like, how to get started. What, it, what is going to be your first drink of vodka? And statistics say... It's a a vodka mixed drink. Yeah, and uh, so I think we should start by talking about what vodka tastes like. Burning. Because if you've never begun, I mean, yes, that's (laughs) part of it, but that's not really a flavor. That's a sensation. That's an experience. Yeah. And that is... It still counts. That is the... One of the key differences you will see between the cheap, nasty bottle... And the classy, expensive bottle yeah. is a change to the burning. The burning is still very much there. It's like tequila in that respect. The, the burning is always there. That's part of the drink. But the type of burn, that's going to change. Mm. Yeah, and vodka is one of those, one of the few spirits where the taste, or, well, where the, the drink is noticeably different between the cheap and the expensive. Even for... Sorry, the difference between cheap and expensive is very obvious for someone who is brand new to drinking. Yeah, and so naturally, if you're not... If you're just mixing all your vodkas, you probably wouldn't notice the difference and you might as well just buy the cheapest bottle you can find. Mm. But if you drink it straight or you drink it with soda water or even soda water with just a splash of lime juice or something you'll probably notice yeah some subtle differences so when and you're so what is what commonly happens at uh young person parties look at me sounding old <laughs> is that you do shots and shotting cheap vodka is you're in for a bad time yeah i mean it it's going to you know do what i would expect was intended. Yeah. It, it does what it says on the label. But, yeah, you're going to have a bad time when you're throwing it back and all your taste is burning. Mm. Sorry. You've yeah, got, you've so, got some, you, you're looking at something. Oh, yes, I am. I am. I have, I have a list because... <laughs> uh, because bartenders, of course, as you would expect, have a perspective on what vodka tastes like. Mm-hmm. And so, the uh, the good guys at Thrillist 
decided to go and ask bartenders what they thought it tastes like, because it's supposed to be flavorless. But anyone who's ever drunk it by itself knows it isn't. Mm. And uh, they got some interesting mixes. And this would, like, these flavor descriptions are actually quite apt. And I think we we can come through and just explain why you might get to these flavors later. Mm. So uh, Gary Regan, the author of The Joy of Mixology, says that... uh, Describing the taste is very tough, but that sometimes you detect notes of bread or bread dough, and sometimes a soft sweetness comes through. But he says in the case of the best vodkas, what you're looking for is character, which you can't really describe in words. Mm. I must admit, it's very hard to... It was very hard when we did the Haku Vodka episode, because we could describe flavor, but talking about the experience was tricky yeah and that's i think when when you're looking at the premium vodkas it it is as much about the experience of consuming it Mm. as the flavor because there's something about it something indescribable Mm. i i would say but but also you expect more from more expensive drinks oh absolutely Mm. absolutely and uh, so dale de groff the author of the craft of the cocktail his his response to the ATF saying vodka must be tasteless and odorless and without any character is laughable, and that if you start tasting one against the other, you will see how different they are, mm. and that it tastes like lots of things. And he points out that while most vodkas are made from grains, others are made from ingredients like grapes or corn or milk, and even though you distill to a high proof, there are still things left in it. And then he goes on specifically to talk about water, pointing out that Scandinavian vodkas like Finlandia or Absolute have green apple and mineral notes from the water there, because it's incredible water, and they don't have to do reverse osmosis or all kinds of other things to make it drinkable. Mm. Which, which goes back to what you were saying earlier, what we were saying earlier about the mineral content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, <clears throat> So, Chase Johnson, the bar supervisor of the Ace Hotel in Pittsburgh... I thought you were going to say Cave Johnson for a moment there. <laughs> Cave Johnson. No, yeah, <laughs> Chase Johnson, bar supervisor at the Ace Hotel in Pittsburgh, is uh, a bit more to the point. Says that uh, Boyden Blair Vodka has vanilla notes, and he gets some almond from Absolute Elix. But to be honest, if he had to describe the flavor of vodka in general, it would be watered-down nail polish remover. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not wrong, but that generally is the case for the the cheaper ones. The more, the more expensive ones are not so bad. Yeah, and certainly anyone who is stepping up to a bar and just orders a vodka and, they're going to get the bottom shelf house vodka, and it is basically going to be watered down nail polish remover. Hmm. It, and that generally is things like Absolute or Smirnoff. In Australia, I'm not sure what the uh, what the house vodkas might be in other countries, but it's generally those two in Australia. Yeah, the Absolute is not dreadful. No, but it's probably the bottom, still in the bottom range. Oh, absolutely. Bo- yeah. Bottom of uh, good drop territory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Joaquin Simo, owner of Pouring Ribbons in New York, also makes distinctions between vodkas depending on the main ingredients that they were made from, saying that wheat-based vodkas tend to be smooth and creamy, while rye-based ones have a touch of spice. He says that potato-based vodkas can be a bit more oily in viscosity, but corn vodkas have a rounded sweetness to them, and subtle notes of citrus peels, cacao nibs, and cracked peppercorns are also teased out, especially in the aromas. That kind of... That's in line from what we had discovered from our Vodka Base Ingredients episode. Yeah. A, uh, a, few, uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, you do notice those little subtle things based off the base ingredient more mm. at the high end. Yeah. So the the Ciroc, the Belvedere, and the Grey Goose are the ones that we noticed the most. Mm, well, and naturally with the um, the Haku, of course, which has that very distinctive rice flavor to it. Mm. And even the even the Smirnoff, which wasn't quite in the same uh, grade, was still noticeably different in flavor because it had that corn sweetness yeah hmm. so at, but i mean at the end of the day it all depends on what you're doing with it if you're just mixing with it like you said before mickle it's it doesn't matter just get the the cheaper stuff if you're shotting it try not to go with the bottom of the barrel stuff and at the same time if you're going with a more premium vodka, maybe you shouldn't be shotting it, and a mix with soda water would be a better option. Because the, the mid-range, I would suggest, is good for shotting, whereas at the top end, I feel more like you should be sipping it or drinking it with soda water. Mm. To me, vodka is a mixing or shotting. It's not really a sipping drink. Um, but that's, I suppose, my perspective on that. Yeah, and I guess each to their own. Yeah, yeah. You enjoy you enjoy it how you want to enjoy it. If it, if you shot thirty year old whiskey, more power to you. You're wrong, but more power to you. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of shotting, we should pour some drinks. We should. Uh, yes. Because- start with the absolute. Well, we can, in fact, pour both at the same time. There are two bottles. There are two of us. There are indeed. Math. <laughs> Good sound. More sa- Corks always have a more satisfying sound than a screw top. Well, yes. Almost everything has a more satisfying sound than a screw top. <laughs> uh, I'm filling these about halfway because they are double shot glasses. Yeah, that's about right. About the same. But we are we've we've got Grey Goose and Absolute because we want to compare them back to back for you guys, and and they look very similar. Yeah, I was about to say which one's which again. This is the Grey Goose. This is my Grey Goose. So this must be your my the absolute. So I think that is the grey goose. Well, it is, but I, I wanted to mix them up almost and see if we could tell the difference. 
Just for the lols. But I imagine that we can smell the difference immediately. The Grey Goose has a stronger smell, actually. But the Grey Goose has a different smell. Mm. They're both wheat vodkas. Yeah. So there's there should be some similarities there. Mm. I, I would expect, and this is, this is I guess, half the reason we're doing this in a Beginner Basics episode, so we can literally tell you the difference between the top end of cheap mm. and the bottom end of premium. Yeah. The Grey Goose is cl- about double the price. Yeah. Yeah. Approximately. And if you're starting, you don't know that, and you don't know if the Grey Goose is worth it or not. Mm. And if you're just going to mix it with Coke or orange juice, the Grey Goose is not worth it. Go the absolute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're mixing it with Coke, if you're mixing it with Coke, then you can go cheaper. Because Coke is, or cola, has such a strong flavor that you won't taste the subtleties anyway. Yeah. And in fact, it even does a pretty good job of balancing out the burn. Hmm. Um, I mean, we can never recommend the cheapest or the nastiest ever. No, well, I I do buy the cheapest from time to time to put in, like a punch that's going to have many ingredients. I suppose when you don't want it to have a vodka flavor, I suppose that's the, yeah. The the, the whole idea is everything else is going to overpower it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's where it would, where the the cheap, the cheaper the cheap would be better. Mm. Potentially in, in a vodka cocktail, it would work because the vodka is a base and everything else goes in over the top with the intent of the everything else bringing in the majority of the flavor. Mm. You'll still taste it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. It will make the cocktail less good. Mm. But I won't name names. Okay, what are you starting with? The goose or the absolute? Um I don't know to be honest. What do you what do you think? Should we st- we should start with the cheapest actually. Cuz that's what most people will start with. They'll I'm I'm expecting that most people will see absolute as a most beginner drinkers will see absolute as something a little bit more expensive than the run of the mill. Well, and it's certainly not the cheapest, but for a starting point, it's a good one. Mm. It's probably got the best value for money, in my opinion. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, it's got quality water, as as came out previously, and the water Mm. makes a difference. You're going to get some some subtlety, some cleanliness. Mm. Indeed. Okay. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Okay, so from Sweden, so this is our uh this is European vodka at its finest. Got good water there. Good uh, mineral qualities as the that guy said earlier. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> technically the the grey goose is French, which is also in Europe. Yes. Different Europe. Different. <laughs> Yes, that's French Europe. French Europe. All right. Cheers. Cheers. I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Mm. Salute. Schkoll. What? Prost. Prost. <laughs> Are we shutting the whole thing? Well, we want to sip it, don't we? 
okay. at least initially, so yep. that we can. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bitey. Yeah, it's it's got the bite that you expect from spirit. the lower end mm. of any spirit. Yeah, but there are those subtleties of flavor. Yeah, and it was it's this has kind of got like a caramelly sweet note to it. Yeah, which is surprising, mm. but I am also kind of getting some very subtle bready. Yeah, bread, little, yeah, yeah, actually, like, a, almost a sourdough yeah. flavor. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'd forgotten how good value this is, because I haven't had Absolute for a long time. I tend to have been, in the last few years, I've been buying, you know, 60 70 $80 a bottle vodkas. Yeah, and I suppose this these basics episodes are a good reminder for us that these beginning points, you don't have to start at the absolute bottom of the bar. Mm. And it's generally best not to. Like you don't want to start too high because you won't appreciate it. Yeah. Or it it's just wasting money. Yeah. Um because you, you do need to acquire a taste for a lot of things. And the, the thing, of course, with vodka is because it has, it's so subtle, mm. it doesn't take much to acquire the taste. Yeah. And, I mean, it's really obvious when it's cheap and when it's not cheap. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And you can smell it when you open the bottle and you sure as heck know about it <laughs> when you drink it. <laughs> if it's really cheap. Indeed. All right. Shall we finish these? Well, let's let's do the Grey Goose. Okay. Just a, a little sip of the Grey Goose for a direct comparison. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. And yeah, it still has that same it's a vodka bite. Mm. But but it's not the immediate bite that the absolute had. It doesn't catch you by surprise. The the absolute one, there's mm. that Ooh-wee moment where it's... <laughs> yeah, where it kind of... It does catch you a, a little bit. Mm. But the, the Grey Goose sort of ramps up. Yeah. Like a, like a good chilli. Yes, exactly. Like the, the first bite is never the spiciest. You, you don't regret it until about halfway through. <laughs> yes, spot on. It's got a very different mouthfeel, mm. the Grey Goose. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's part of that experience, the... The, indescri- the indescribable portion of, of a vodka is the mouthfeel and the experience that you really only get at the top end. Mm. But it's the sort of thing that when you're starting, you probably wouldn't notice it anyway. Uh, I, I would hazard a guess to say that it, it doesn't have the same... Like, because it doesn't have the same kick, you would notice it. Whether that's worth it to you as a beginner, is up to you. Yeah, very true. And of course, all we're really trying to do is impart as much knowledge upon you about getting started with vodka as we can so that you can make a better decision than you might have otherwise. Yeah. I suppose, um, the, in a nutshell, uh, the the price really sets the, the quality. Like, if if nothing else, if you base your buying decision on the price... 
you're not going to be too far off. Yeah, it, it seems to be much closer to accurate pricing for quality in vodka than any other spirit. Mm. Definitely. Because um, I mean, there's some serious outliers in things like whiskey where you've got the three hogs, which is just fantastic for the price point. Yeah. And better than some more expensive whiskeys. And same with uh, rum, with Bacardi Oak Heart. That's extraordinarily good for the price. Like, it's super duper smooth and has a good amount of flavor. And the, the uh, I suppose, a spice in terms of spice drum, the nearest competitor is Kraken. And Kraken's a lot more expensive. Mm. And Kraken's amazing. But, but it's but it's a good 30-40% more expensive. Yeah. 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 But yeah, with vodkas it seems to correlate almost directly. Yeah. Which well, I guess makes it a lot easier as a beginner spirit. And again, why did we not start with this? I don't know. I mean, we started on beer because that's the most drunk alcoholic beverage in Australia. Yes, it is definitely the most consumed alcoholic beverage hmm. in Australia. Probably in the world too. In a lot of places, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, absolute. Absolute. Let's uh, knock it back. And Absolute. Th- and then talk about the experience. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh. You definitely have to take a moment mm. to recover from that. And after you've like shotted it, you do get and there's a very definite and immediate warming sensation like from the mouth right down the neck and into the chest that just kind of mm. warms. And that that's a that's a nice positive sensation. It starts as a burn but then just becomes a pleasant warmth. Yeah. It it hits hard and then calms down. Yeah. Which I'm expecting the opposite from the Grey Goose. It hits gently and ramps up. I'm, I'm expecting the Grey Goose to be a little more gentle. Yes. Okay, so I guess uh, onto the Grey Goose for comparison. And the uh, the aftertaste from the Absolute is quite acceptable. Yeah, it's not terrible. It uh, dies down pretty quickly. Mm, yeah. It does. It's it's a very subtle... It's almost reminiscent, as as you said of sourdough it's similar to the aftertaste you might have if you've just eaten a piece of sourdough Mm. except you know there's no gummy bread stuck to the roof of your mouth Mm. so as they say in france apparently a votre sante a votre sante sounds italian saying that but sure it does doesn't it yeah sounds super arrogant like wiping your but with silk. I <laughs> <laughs> was actually a little more aggressive than I expected. Yeah. Um, still not terrible. It was when... But it. But I was right, though. It definitely ramps up. Oh, yeah. But dare I say it, the Grey Goose is significantly more subtle when you sip it than when you shot it. Mm. Oh, that reminds me that we've totally skipped on uh, on something we should have talked about. 
putting your vodka in the freezer. Oh, yes. We totally skipped that. And putting your vodka in the freezer is a good idea on many, in, in many respects because it keeps it cool. So it's effectively an, a couple of ice cubes when you put it in a drink. It's It dulls the flavor down. So if you don't like the vodka flavor, it's easier to shot. It also tones the burning down. So it's easier to shot. Yes, as with every spirit, the colder it is, the more subtle it is. Mm. And since it's subtle already... It, it's like water. Yeah, basically like icy cold water. Mm. But do be aware that you can end up with a vodka slushy because it will come very close to freezing. Depending on the vodka, it will freeze. Depending on your freezer. Yeah, that too. If your freezer is set to 18, minus 18 degrees Celsius or about minus 20 Fahrenheit, you're good. If it's more than that, you might be in trouble. But if it's more than that, frozen vodka is the least of your worries. You've probably got frost damage to everything you've put in there. I mean, this isn't a <laughs> cooking show and this isn't about food, but... Yeah. You know, that's that's a real thing. Yeah. And so vodka is around about 40%. And so minus 18, minus 20, it's pretty good. The colder it's going... Colder your vodka is, the more syrupy it's going to look, and the more or the more oily in texture, uh, the more viscous. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, the more viscous it is, and so you can, if you if you're watching it and you're not sure about your freezer, you'll see it get more more and more oily. It when it when it's co- about minus eighteen, it's going to look like cooking oil in terms of texture. And I suppose anything below that doesn't matter. Yeah, and I suppose something else worth mentioning. We have already done an entire episode on vodka, so do check it out Mm. if you're interested to know more. But something we mentioned in that episode that is worthy of consideration when you're beginning with vodka is flavoured vodkas. Yes. Because flavoured vodkas are a great way to start with a single bottle because companies like Absolute make a range of flavoured vodkas Mm. raspberry, peach, vanilla same with Smirnoff they do Smirnoff even do weird ones like cake and uh, cream yeah Mm. and I've had that cake I've had a cake vodka that just tasted like cake yeah didn't even taste like vodka just tastes like cake Mm. it's pretty good and so for a starting point, flavoured vodkas, fantastic. And we do me- we did mention in that episode that you can do it yourself. And you can with, you know, things like um, lollies for our listeners in the UK, candy for our listeners in the US. Yeah. You can grab your flavour of choice and drop not too many into a bottle because you don't want to have, you know, beyond... The amount that's going to dissolve into it, you want to yeah. you want to hit. Uh, what's the scientific word for getting the perfect equilibrium? S- suspension? No, dissolved. Um, yeah, you you want it to be able to 
you want there to be enough vodka left to hit the dissolve point. So you want to tip a bit of vodka out mm. and then add whatever, but mm. be sure that there's enough vodka to dissolve that whatever entirely, yeah. or at least there's only a little bit of sediment. My preferred thing is musk sticks. I don't know if they're a thing outside of Australia, but no idea. I really enjoy musk flavor vodka, and chili vodka is yep. good D- if you like chili. Done that too. I've also done Skittles. I've also done uh, raspberry licorice. That and was I, interesting. I have done homemade peach vodka, which worked remarkably Ooh. well with fresh peaches. Fresh peaches. Mm, mm. You used the uh, the juice from fresh peaches. Yeah, yep. Wow. And worked remarkably well. And all of these things, either the pre-done flavoured vodkas or one you do yourself, Mm. are a great way to start with a vodka that doesn't taste like vodka. And you don't have to mix anything with it. It's fine as is. It does make it a shitload easier. Mm. Anyway, we've we've hit time. So we should probably start wrapping it up. Uh, Have you got much else? Oh, no, that's pretty much it. Awesome. So... If you liked what you heard, everybody, and we hope we honestly hope you did, because these episodes are fun to make. Um, we'd love you to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google's, Apple's, and many more. And you can find us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram, as a good drop podcast. And we have a good old-fashioned website where you can find our previous where you can find our library of previous episodes a gooddrop.com.au and if you'd like to send us feedback questions comments or suggestions for future episodes you can send us an email to a gooddrop at gmail.com and do be sure to tune in next time when we go back to the grape and once again talk about wine mm. which wine are we talking about we're talking about ice wine ice wine sounds like nice wine to me oh yes (laughs) it should be i hope so so until then cheers cheers